Welcome to The Holistic Entrepreneur with holistic nurse practitioner, success coach, and best-selling author, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies to achieve success on your holistic entrepreneur journey. Each show features answers to common entrepreneur challenges, along with a healthy dose of support and motivation. Now, please welcome the host of The Holistic Entrepreneur, Bonnie Gressel. Well, welcome everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at The Holistic Entrepreneur. Now, today we're going to dive a bit deeper into one of the key strategies I talked about last week, how to effectively make your website the hub of your practice. It's kind of like your office is open 24-7. Now, today's contents can certainly be applied to any profession, but I'm really addressing service providers in particular with this specifically those who are holistic practitioners. You know, if you're a holistic practitioner, you see the patient as a whole being, their entire body and their lives. This encompasses so many professions. You know, maybe you're a biological dentist, a chiropractor, a physical therapist, an acupuncturist or naturopath, a health coach, or some other type of healthcare provider. You know, things are different now. We're entering a new normal. And in order to thrive and continue to serve your patients and clients, you need to probably make some adjustments to your practice if you haven't done so already. There is tremendous opportunity for those who are willing to make changes like this. Now, as I mentioned last week, I'm dedicating the next few episodes to this topic. Now, today we'll begin that deeper dive into the first key strategy, talking about your website. Next week is our monthly angel reading, and I have a special guest next month as well. But the remaining episodes will be dedicated to this topic. Now, of course, I always want to take time when we get on the show to to take a moment and thank you. Thank you for taking your time to be here. No matter when you're listening to this episode, I know that time is our most precious asset. So I always want to make sure that these shows are value-packed so that you feel your time was well spent. Now, the information that I share on the show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I always want you to just take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. This show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. And I always want to preface every show, regardless of our topic, with that little reminder for all of us. Now, make sure you check out the show page and the special gifts that I have for you at bonnielinks.com. It's a webpage that I created just to share gifts with you to help you through this time. And I want you to be prepared for the new normal. You know, the the COVID-19 era, post-COVID-19, and beyond. And you know what? There will always be something. I mean, COVID-19 is still with us and probably will be for a long time. But when that sort of dies down and and isn't so much of a concern, there probably is going to be something else. We just have to stay on our toes and and keep moving with, with things as they happen. And don't forget, you can always connect with me at bonniegressel.com where I archive all of the podcasts and you can listen to them on your favorite directory. I also have information about our company, MNB Global Solutions. So I talk about our products and services. If you're interested in that, you can go poke around there. Now, let's get into our topic for today. I want to share with you some really good tidbits that if you're not already doing these things, it's a really good time to think about starting. So here's what we're going to cover. We're going to cover how to communicate with visitors who come to your website. 
and how to make it easy for them to navigate, to find what they're looking for. We'll talk about the importance of integrating your social media accounts and using automated tools. And we'll also talk about the benefit of capturing contact information, like maybe their name and email or name, email, and phone number of the visitors who come to your site so that you can begin a relationship with them before they ever actually become a patient. So let's talk about your 24-7 office. Your website is really like your office open 24 hours a day. So think about what kind of experience you want your patients to have when they come into your physical office. You know, do you welcome them? They get to see you or your staff. They have a, a, the ability to look around the office. The same type of thing is true when they come to your website. So welcome them. Have an image of you, what the office or the surroundings look like, what your maybe your front desk people uh, look like when they're sitting at the desk. And there should be an easy way for people to connect with you. And if they have questions, there should be an easy way for them to find out the answers to those questions outside of your normal business hours. So those are some things to think about as you're setting up your 24-7 office. And then identify what type of person your practice is for, because you don't see every person, right? So you want them to know that they're in the right place. You want visitors to, to feel comfortable and know that, okay, they've landed on the, on the correct website and they will find what they're looking for. So let them know how you can help them, give examples, maybe use testimonials, other people that you've helped with the services that you provide. And then share information that you want your potential patients to know before they meet you. You know, make it easy for them to find answers to common questions. You know, some practices use FAQs um, and some just put it on you know, a web page that isn't necessarily a frequently asked questions page. However you choose to do this, make sure that it's easy for them to find the answers. You probably get those common questions all the time, so you know what they are. Rather than having to answer them all the time, put them down on your website. You know, Have them easy for people to find. And then share what you're doing for patient safety. This is really critical today. As things open up, there are still people who are nervous about coming back into the office or seeing someone new. You know, about 50% of people say that they're still concerned about getting sick themselves, about COVID, and they need reassurance. You know, now you may see an influx of patients in your practice when you first open up. As many people have been, you know, waiting and, and maybe their practice that they, they provider that they used to see is now closed or hasn't opened yet. So initially you might have a burst of activity, but in order to keep that to be sustained activity, you want to make sure that you also capture those people, those about 50% who are fearful of getting COVID. And this in and of itself separates you from others. It, it is a differentiating factor because not everybody is addressing this. You'd be surprised how many practitioners don't effectively communicate all the steps they're taking to ensure patient safety. I mean, they're doing all these things. They just don't tell anybody. They just don't make it obvious. And so it looks like they're not concerned about patient safety. And then share information about what visitors can do to boost their immune system to keep themselves in the best health possible because that minimizes their risk for getting sick with COVID. And if they're at higher risk already, they really want to do everything that they can to boost their immune system and maintain good health. You can help them discover how they can become 
a healthy body and one that the virus doesn't really want to attach to. In this case, they want to be a bad host, if you will. And then providing regular content, regularly updated content, not just you know, setting up a website and then not touching it for five years. That's sort of a thing of the past. Websites need to be dynamic, meaning that they're always changing. So providing regular content, valuable content that's consistent. Something like a blog is a really great way to do this because it's ongoing. You keep adding new content and you can create this content from the common patient questions that you get asked or issues that you see in the office. You don't have to like invent something new. You can also use some curated content, which is content that other, you know, places, other sources have provided. And just as long as you give it the citation so that people know where this came from, it's perfectly fine to do that. And if you're doing a blog, always have a call to action, what they should do next. So say they read your blog and maybe the next step is to visit you on Facebook and, and like your page or, or contact you or schedule an appointment. Not everybody's going to be ready to schedule an appointment right away. You've got to kind of warm them up first. Maybe it's having that um, lead magnet, which we're going to talk about in just a moment, that way to to get their information, their name, email, maybe a phone number even, so that you can begin to foster that relationship. And then make it easy for your visitors. That's the next thing. Make it easier for your visitors to find answers to common questions. You know, a list of common questions, you can categorize them. You can use something called anchor links. You don't necessarily need to know what that is, but, but whoever does your website will. Use anchor links so that when they, when they click on a question, it automatically zoop, drops to the bottom of the page to answer that question or link it to another page or have blogs or videos with more information. You can make it interactive. So some people even have their potential patients or visitors to their website. Pose a question. And there are programs like live chat, leaving a voicemail on your website. There are lots of ways to make it easy for your visitors. And then you have to really, I think in, in my mind, have an easy to navigate menu. This is a thing that not everybody gets right. If you have, you know, say seven things on your menu and then there are drop down boxes of another 15 things, it makes it really confusing for people to find what they're looking for. So I would say simplify, simplify, simplify. And use the words that patients are using to describe something. You know, using the word blog, people know what a blog is. They might not know what articles are, as an example. So make it understandable to your visitor and then make it make sure that it's mobile friendly because most people these days are probably going to be looking at your website on their mobile device. So you want to make sure that it's a responsive site and that it's mobile friendly and that it looks and, and reads and navigates well on a cell phone, just like it does on um, a computer screen. And then have contact information and a call to action on every page. Now, the reason for this is that people may not land on your homepage first. It, they might land on a blog or a page way down in your website someplace. So on every page, you want to make it easy for them. You want to make it easy for them to contact you. And you can always add a call to action there as well. And then this is a little tip that I want to share with you because so many people get this wrong. Even web developers get this wrong. If you're linking to something that's an external link, like something outside of your website, make sure that it opens in a new tab or window. 
Because if it doesn't, when they go to that new tab or window, they're automatically gone from your site and in the new place. Now, not everyone is going to hit the go back button. They'll just close what they've got and think that they can get back there, and they can't. So make sure that any external link opens in a new tab or window. And make the most of your about page. This is your opportunity to really shine. You know, connect with your visitors through a story, who you are, why you do what you do, and how you can help them. The about page is so important. You know, when people come to a website, they want to know about you. So the about page is often one of the first places that they go to. Explain who you are and why you do what you do. Inspire that trust. Tell visitors what they want to know. And remember, it's about them. You know, so don't go on and on and on about your, you know, credentials and all of that. Let them know what's in it for them, basically, what will benefit them. So use their language. Express your values and list credentials, but that's not really what they care about so much. I think people will care more about how you can help them than the letters behind your name. But this is a great opportunity for people to get to know you. Having a video on this page is a real plus. You know, tell them why they should care, what you can do for them. Speak to them. You know, again, remember, it's not all about you. So when people find your website online, they often want to know more about you. And having that call to action, of course, is always good. And video is huge. If you can get on camera, if you're comfortable doing that, I would say this is the place it needs to be for sure. Because this is where they're meeting you. It's like if they come to your physical office and they you know, come to the, the exam room or whatever and they meet you for the first time. That's what you want to convey. But having said all that, the about page shouldn't be like three pages long. I would say keep it short. You know, use adjectives and power words like evoke emotion and curiosity. A really well-written about page is so, so valuable. Let them know, you know, about you, who you are, your authentic self. People want to be able to feel you through your website. And then using video, we talked about that a little bit before. If you use video, which I strongly encourage you to do, it should be short, so don't think you have to make a long one. Two minutes or less is kind of the, the sweet spot in terms of time. And then add subtitles or captions, some sort of text, because a lot of people are going to be listening on their or watching on their mobile device, and they're not going to have their headset in. So they're not going to be able to hear what you're saying. I've seen some great videos that you know practitioners have done, but there's no subtitles unless you reach for your headphones, plug it in, because if you're watching on your phone, you don't have any idea what they're talking about. So make sure that you've got something that they can see as well. And then always have that call to action. You know, what do, we, what do you want them to do next? Let them know what you want them to do next. You know, sign up for something, contact you, follow you on Facebook, whatever it is. Get that small yes. Get them to do something. This psychologically begins the commitment. You know, they commit to something small, then they commit to something bigger, and then pretty soon they're making an appointment to come and see you. But make it easy for people to reach you. Tell them what you want them to do. It's really all about making it easy. And if you have uh, that lead magnet that I referred to before, it's a way of of capturing their contact information so that once they leave your site, you can still 
communicate with them. You can still, you know, send them valuable content and emails or what, or give them a call if you collect their phone number and start engaging in that. You know, you don't just necessarily, you know, I like to think about this like dating. You don't like ask somebody to marry you on the first date, right? <laughs> you, you take them, you maybe have coffee, you meet them a few times, you do some courting, some, that's why they call it dating, right? And then later on, you ask them for marriage. So the same thing is true when you're in the online space. Think about the small commitments that lead to the larger commitments. And then integrate with social media. This is really important, especially in today's age. Meet your ideal patients and clients where they hang out, which oftentimes is on social media. So yes, you're going to need to be active on social media. Now that doesn't mean you have to do everything. I would say, find out where your folks hang out, find out where your peeps are, and then choose one or maybe two platforms and get really good at that. You know, be consistent. And, and make it easy for people to get to know you. Show that you have a life outside the office too. You know, connecting the dots to your social media so that they don't have to search. Having um, an icon or something on your website so that they can immediately go to um, your social media page, wherever that is, is hugely important. Otherwise, people probably won't look for you. So I would say anything that you have out on social media, say you have a YouTube channel as an example, put all of those links on your website. I would put it on every page, so like the footer or the bottom of every page, so that it's easy for them to find you. And then make it easy for them to check you out on social media. Links to your pages, as I just mentioned. Um, the, one of the things that I'll mention here is embedding a feed from, say, uh, Facebook, as an example, is really nice. And because they don't have to go anywhere to see it, it's right there on your page. Just know that that it kind of slows down your website or it can slow down your website. And speed is another important piece of having a usable and user-friendly uh, website because you have about two to five seconds to capture someone's you know, attention so that they look further on your website. So you don't want your website to be real slow. So work with your web person so that if you do embed a feed in from one of the social media platforms, then it doesn't slow down your site too much. And then make it easy for your visitors to, to, you know, to not only check you out, but connect with you on social media. You know, ask them to share things. Ask them to like your page. You know, get that um, relationship going. And then social media platforms, you know, like I said, there's a bazillion of them, right? You don't have to do them all, but find out where your peeps are and start there. The important part is to be active and be consistent. And then sharing your content between your website and social media platforms is a great benefit because some people will prefer to look at you, your stuff on Facebook as an example, and some will prefer to go to your website. Some people prefer to hear things. Some people prefer to read things or watch a video. That's why the more platforms and the more connections and the more formats that you use, the better it is, the more people that you'll reach. And then engage with your potential patients and clients. You know, have an opt-in form. I talked about that earlier. It's that lead magnet. It's where you're able to you give them something of value. It has to be of value because... It takes a little bit more um, value for people to 
be willing to share their contact information these days than it used to be. It used to just be, oh, sign up for my newsletter, and that was enough. And it's really not that way anymore. You need to give them something else. You can also sign them up for your newsletter if you have one, but start with something else. And then once you have that, you can engage with them. Once they're in your patient database, you know, whether you use if your patient database allows for this or you have a, a contact management system, a relationship management system, or an autoresponder, something like that to make it automated for you so that you're not doing each one individually. So, you know, you send this gift, whatever it is, a PDF or a video, something like that to your the person who signed up, and then you can nurture that relationship with ongoing communication. You know, that it helps to build that know, like, and trust factor. And then you can help, you know, then you can add them to your newsletter, as I mentioned. You can send them your blogs. You can answer common questions. I mean, there's so many things that you can do with, with a, a potential patient or client to nurture that relationship so that they become a client or a patient. And then making the most of, of all of your pages linking to your Google reviews or, or reviews that you have on your website, making sure that you have content there so that they can, you know, see what other people think. Because in today's age, I, I don't know about you, but for me, even if I just buy something like a product online, I look at all the reviews first or many of them before deciding. And that's the way most people are, are really choosing these days, whether it's a physical product or seeing their practitioner, their healthcare provider. So make sure that you nurture that relationship and have some reviews, have some credibility for them to, to see. And then adding virtual elements to your website. This is probably especially important in today's age. With the whole COVID-19, we're, you know, encouraged to do social distancing and things are, there are certain limitations in place that weren't in place before. So having automated tools, going paperless as much as you can is going to be the way of the future. And many, you know, clinics might already be there. You might be somewhere on the path, but the more you can do with this, I think the better it is. So one thing is scheduling. Can people schedule with you online when it's convenient or do they have to wait till tomorrow at nine or whatever when the office opens again and there's someone there to answer the phone? And if they're just scheduling something, there's no patient information. They're just asking for an appointment. They're just choosing a time or requesting a time. If you don't want to have them just put themselves in the schedule, have them request a time and then get back to them the next day. But if you are just asking for that information, you're not really asking for patient information. So there really isn't a HIPAA issue here. So that's something that you can do without dealing with that. Now, if you have um, forms online, which we're going to talk about as well, then you're going to need to make sure that you're HIPAA compliant if that's something that your, um, your profession requires you to do. And then providing online chat or having automated voicemail. Did you know that you can have somebody give you a, send a, a voicemail without being on the phone? They can just do it on your computer, on, on their computer, on their phone, into your website, and then you have a voice message. There are all kinds of software and things to help with this. But the more automated you can be, I think, especially where some people are still a little leery about, you know, connecting and coming into an office, especially if it's a first-time patient, going as automated as possible is really the best way. And then, again, make it easy. 
for people. Make it easy for them to complete those routine online forms. There are all kinds of options for you to um, securely um, following HIPAA compliance, collect information, have them sign digitally so that they don't have to like be passing paper around when they come in the office or print things off or whatever. Think paperless. What can you do online? And then make it easy for your, your patients, your current patients to leave reviews. And a lot of people intend to or, or would, but nobody's asked them. So that's one of the things that you can do is just ask. You know, the main thing is to just ask. People need to be asked. If they can leave a review, either a text or a voice, like I said earlier, you can leave a voicemail message on your website. They could leave a review for you on your website. If they have a Facebook account, they could leave a review on Facebook. If they have a Google account, which is just like a Gmail address, then they can leave a review on Google. And everybody sees reviews on Google, right? So that's that's probably the one that gets the most visibility. So I hope those those tips and strategies helped for you today in making your website really the hub of your, of your practice. Now we've set aside some time for you. Every practice is different and we know that. So we've set aside time in our schedule to work with you personally at no charge, of course. And during that time, we'll help you to create a blueprint for your practice so that you can move forward and thrive in this COVID-19 era and beyond. Well, thank you for joining me here at the Holistic Entrepreneur Show today. If you would like to learn how you can be a sought-after guest on popular podcasts, how to produce your own show, or even how to use content marketing to grow your business, go to bonnielinks.com and check out the offers that I have for you there. BonnieLinks.com, B-O-N-N-I-E-L-I-N-K-S.com is also where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, The Holistic Entrepreneur Update. It comes straight to your email with an update from me and all of the links to the last month's shows, just in case you missed anything. Now, this newsletter also gives you access to the show's guest gift page, where you can access all the great gifts from my guests over the years. And don't forget to subscribe to The Holistic Entrepreneur on your favorite podcast directory so that you'll automatically receive the newest episode when it's released. The Holistic Entrepreneur is brought to you by M&B Global Solutions.